Welcome to Kashmir on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer. And I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashmir Magazine. And this week we're going to be talking to you directly. There'll be no guests tonight, but we're going to have a chance to review a number of things that are happening and that happened recently. Gives us a chance to get acquainted again. Uh, after we have guests, it's always a little bit hard. You have to go back to some of the basics. And uh, sometimes when the guests are here, it's hard to answer all of your questions. So we'll have a different kind of a show tonight. But some of the things that we do need to talk about and to remind ourselves, we're going to start with last week and, the week and two weeks before that when we had Mrs. Warren on our show. There are people come up to me, Rabbi Wickler, I like your show, we listen to it. Thank you very much. But, but I, I see you get away from Kashmir occasionally. And, and as from my point of view, healthy eating, taking care of yourself is a chiyuv. It's a responsibility. And we all have that responsibility. A lot of times we shun it. Sometimes we're pressured. On the, we have other things to accomplish. We can't necessarily always sit down and have that pleasant, relaxed meal that we should have. And as my friend Nissim says, we chew and chew and chew. It, yes, it's be nice idea to do all that. We can't do it. But we do have responsibilities. And I think personally that one of the biggest responsibilities we have is for our families. Wife, a husband, children, parents, whatever. We have a responsibility for our families. First of all, we have to be healthy. And all of the Svarim say that when you that you're supposed to eat. L'shem Shemayim means in order to be strong and healthy to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's called L'shem Shemayim, eating L'shem Shemayim. We can enjoy the food, we can have everything be kosher, but we're supposed to also reflect on eating healthy, or as healthy as we can, etc. So I think that the kind of show we have occasionally, dealing with health, weight loss, whatever it is, is something that's important. And I personally was very ex- excited to see the number of calls that we had last week. And these are our regular listeners who called in with special problems, especially with the children. It was very, very important that they had the opportunity to communicate with Mrs. Warren and to see that there are some solutions for the problems that are plaguing their lives. So I think that that was itself very successful. After the show, someone came over to me Baruch Hashem, he listens to the show regularly. He came over to me and he said, Rabbi Wickler, we had a fellow on the, on the radio and uh, he was talking about the Kiddush. Actually, not the Kiddush, I'm sorry. He was talking about the, uh, he, he was talking about the, um, the Tikkun in the mornings. And uh, Nissen pointed out that uh, in the Sephardic world, they very often have breakfast and some of the foods that they're eating are a little healthier than some of the Ashkenazic world. That the usual Tikkun... After the davening, if somebody wants to make a tikkun for the neshama of a lost a lost person, person who passed away, and usually the outside, so what they'll do is, and it could be for other reasons too, but they, they will do is they'll serve cake and schnapps. And uh, this gentleman called up and he said, on the radio, he said, uh, "Why you do? We should really serve. Uh, we should serve. Uh, uh, we should serve cake that's that's sugar free." And that was his, uh, his contribution, that the tikkun should be made a little more healthy. So this gentleman came up to me after the show and he said, you know, it's, it's all very nice ideas, but it costs guilt, it costs money. And that's true. 
it does cost more money to, uh, to get something that would probably be healthy than things that wouldn't be healthy. But there's a sort of a fine line there. And, uh, you know, on, on a Kiddush on Shabbos morning, that we really could do over. The Kiddush Shabbos morning, a lot of work could be done to change the Kiddush in the morning, Shabbos morning. The heavy Kiddushes that are being served in some of the, some of the places are b- beyond belief. I'm not going to go into it now. We've discussed it on the show. We had a Mr. Gross on one time, and that's we're not going to keep going into that topic, but it's a very interesting one that, we, yes, we could start learning and we could start making some kind of inroads on, on healthier eating situations at these kiddushes and the tikkuns, and if it costs a little more money, so that's what we have to do for our, for our health and for our children's health because our children are reflecting the way we've been eating all these years. When my kids were growing up, we didn't have certain things in the house except on Shabbos, and even on Shabbos we, we limited certain things. And I see today, even in my own children's home, that they're much freer with some of these foods that we try to avoid. So it, it's hard. It's a hard thing. You're fighting society today. It's a very hard thing. But you have to fight. And I've seen that the people who do make those changes in their lives, it has an effect. So that was just the reason why we went into that whole area. Of course, it isn't directly a kashrus area, but that's sometimes what has to be done. So I would also like to mention what we've been working on the last few weeks. I've been working on on Sunday mornings. We have a shirim. Uh, I've had shirim for decades already, and one of the shirim we turned into we call it a kashrus course. And what we're doing there is trying to uh, invite new people to come and join us, who are interested very much in kashrus, who would like to know some of the halachas involved, and understand how kashrus works, and the halachas that be relevant to them in their own home, and they don't have time to sit and learn through. Yoridaya from Basabakhov Tarus Malika with all the Hidurim and take five years to do it or something like that. So even though we the group that we're together on Sunday morning, that we've we've gone through quite a few topics and we have a sheer at ten o'clock in the morning till eleven thirty on Taruvis right now. But this is an area that we thought would be open to other people to come join us. And a few people have come, but not enough. We, we have plenty of room, plenty of svarim, plenty of opportunities to learn, and it, it will be a, a, a wonderful experience. If you can come yourself, try it once, do it. If you can't, try, if it's a woman who's listening now, try to send your husband or your son. They have the time from 11.30 to 12.45 on Sunday mornings at 13.00. 58 East 13th Street, 1358 East 13th. That's where we hold the class. And right now we're doing uh, it, the, it, uh, the issue of Bidikas Toloyim, of checking things for uh, vegetables and fruits. And we're learning the halachos. And then we did some actual practical hands on and informational things, which we bring in. And we'll be able to do it again this week. After that section, we're going to go into a new section of the Kashrus course. I'm not sure which that will be, and if you want to impact on where it's headed, you have to show up. That's at 1358 East 13th Street between Avenues M and N on Sundays at 1130 till 1245 a.m. Now, as as far as uh, uh, 
as far as we probably will do, we probably will do a Bishalakim, I think, will be the next topic, but I'm not sure. Anyway, let's go on to topics for tonight. Uh, one of the things that uh, I've been busy with is completing the the next issue of Kashmir's magazine, which just went to bed, as far as I know. I did. I left the office a little bit early, but the uh, the, the, uh, the 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 magazine is now supposedly at the printer, and it'll be back in about a week. So, if anybody's interested in signing up, we have a special right now, and that special is as follows: We're trying to combine two specials because we'd like to get everybody into this Akashas magazine as much as possible. And uh, whoever you are, you'll find it interesting, I'm sure. And we have a money-back guarantee, so if you're not satisfied, you'll get your money back. So here are two offers that hopefully you can't refuse. One of them is one year for $15. The regular price is $25. And here you have a one-year subscription for $15. And the other choice is that you can get a little bit less. You can have Two subscriptions for $25. You can get one for yourself, one for a son, one for a parent, one for your Rebbe, one for anybody else, one for the shul, one for yourself, whatever you want. You want to put one in the house, one in the office. Two subscriptions for $25. I suggest you call now. Take off a minute from the show. Call, leave your number. We'll get back to you. One of the secretaries will call you. 718 336 8544. Again, 718-336-8544. Just let us know that you're interested in getting a subscription. And mention, you have to mention JRoot to get the special, either $15 for one year instead of $25, or two subscriptions for $25. And uh, if you want to, you can email us at kashrus, that's K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com. Kashrus, K-A-S-H-R-U-S, at AOL.com, or call 718-336-8544. Best is to call now and leave your message there. And now I would like to mention some of the things that have come up. Uh, Recently, I want to mention one more thing that we said on the the radio. Uh, I'm just going to tell you a little bit more about it. The two things we mentioned briefly, I think I mentioned this last week, uh, was the, uh, or if it was two weeks ago, the problem that happens now at the uh, Newark Airport where the El Al is, is sending their people, if you have a first-class ticket or a business-class ticket, you're welcome to go to Art and Lounge. In Art and Lounge, the food is not kosher. El Al is sending you there because you're their honored customer, they're going to send you to this non-kosher setting. You can walk into Art and Lounge as part of your deal, and now you can eat whatever they have over there. Because this was so uh, gross, some people got involved, and what they did was they tried to petition El Al to do something, because they don't El Al doesn't own Art and Lounge, and they set up a small section that's kosher. In this large area that's not kosher, there's a small section that's kosher, meaning that those products that are properly wrapped, properly sealed, that with proper hoshkochas on them, you could get them over there. But you have to do that rather than just take whatever you want. Since when we discovered about this, we were also told the following. 
that El Al has uh, a, a, a lounge called the King David Lounge in JFK. Again, if you're a first-class customer, a first-class ticket, business ticket, you're invited to go to the King David Lounge. There is no hashkocha on the King David Lounge. Again, there is no hashkocha on the King David Lounge where LL sends you as your as an honored customer to go and participate and and to and to have something before you go when you come in and to be able to relax in this uh, lounge with the food. There is no hashkocha. However, the kalim, the the utensils, or the uh, the um, sorry, the ovens or whatever it is were koshered, and the food that comes in in King David, in JFK, is from a kosher source that has the OU. But there are no hashkocha whatsoever. And the food is outside for the wrapping. It's not something that uh, is, is being handed to you with the double wraps or this and that. No, it's going to be served to you in a way that you have to assume that what they're doing is kosher. So that's something you can discuss with your rabbi. Uh, to me, it sounds a little uh, fishy. I don't think uh, it's something that I would advise anybody to do. But the one that's the uh, art lounge in uh, Newark is more directly steering people into non-kosher setting, which is very, very uh, surprising. I never knew that they were doing that. I remember issues with El Al going way, 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 way back. And I've mentioned it in the magazine once or twice, and I've called them and spoken to them a number of times. There were times when uh, the planes didn't take off or they landed and they couldn't be going under the tarmac. They couldn't take the people in. They were there for a couple hours or sitting around. And the staff got off the plane and got non-kosher food and brought it in and served it to the people there. And many times what they just tell the people is, it's kosher. Yeah, I know it's kosher. Yeah, definitely it's kosher. It's only this. It's definitely kosher. So that's, uh, that's something everyone has to have in mind, that uh, they're, they're, that dedication doesn't exist off the plane. Again, the plane itself has hashkocha. The hashkocha is from Eretz Yisrael. There's nobody running around on the planes as a mashkiach. But whatever controls he feels he has, he has it on the planes. But these lounges are really not, uh, this lounge, art and lounge, is not really owned by El Al, although they participate and can control it. This is as far as they've gone presently, but we are involved in trying to get them to kosher, uh, to make these places actually kosher for everybody, that, that should be under hashkocha, it should be properly controlled, no different than a restaurant or a caterer, that it shouldn't be uh, left up to uh, the good wishes of the people who are not themselves committed to kosher yet. So that's, that's a, just a, for you to understand a little bit more what we were talking about way back. Now, another thing we mentioned a few weeks ago, which just happened, and it's important to remember it, it's that the, uh, the 7-Eleven, which is on Avenue, uh, which is on Avenue J, is being under control of the uh, Cuff K, as far as some of the products, the uh, Slurpees, and uh, some and the fountain sodas, and some of the other drinks are under the Cuff K, and it should be signage over there when you come, or you can contact the Cuff K at 
201-837-0500. That's 201-837-0500 if you want to know the details about the Hashkocha that they perform, which is really not such a full-time Hashkocha. It means it's somebody that comes in regularly and checks to make sure they're not using any non-kosher slurpees or anything else non-kosher, and at least it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's proper monitoring. We recommend to all of our listeners that if you want those products, I, I can't say that they're Chol Yisrael, I can't say that they're, uh, you know, I don't know about the water in the place, I have no idea, there's things you have to ask uh, Kov K. But I can say one thing, our people who have been listening to this show have heard me talk against this, what they're doing in 7-Elevens, that everybody's running in there with no Ashkach at all. This is the only place, not the other ones, I'm not going to mention the other ones, you'll get confused. It was the one in Avenue J. It's 15-something or other Avenue J. If you have any confusion about it, call Kuf K at 201-837-0500. Or if you uh, go into the store, I'm sure they have something, some signage there currently. I can't promise you this is going to go on for 10 years. It just started about two weeks ago. So this is the best that I could do. we we'll give you this little bit of information tonight. That's a little bit of background of things we've discussed already. Tonight, I wanted to talk a little bit about the topics that we, we took up in the Cosmos magazine. I'm not going to be able to read the magazine to you over the phone. I'm not going to be able to uh, have, you, have you listening in uh, to the whole magazine. <laughs> not that kind of a show where reading the, the, a whole publication. But I can share with you a couple of highlights of things that you should know. And uh, if you want more details, of course... We suggest you get the magazine. That's the simplest way to do it. One thing that came up really recently, the last week, I believe it was, was uh, an announcement from the Star K. And that I will take the time to explain to you because I think it's important on several levels. Here's what the Star K said. Whirlpool built-in wall ovens. I don't know if you realize it, but the Star K does give Ashkocha to a number of ovens. Not one or two, but a number of ovens. And their concern is to make sure that they would be appropriate for use on Shabbos and Yom Tov. Certain features can only be used on Yom Tov, and certain features they uh, feel could be used on Shabbos. And these are things that they uh, have on their website, that they can, if you want to call them, they'll give the information. And, the, and periodically they put out an announcement. Sometimes it's a dramatic announcement. Here's one that I wanted to share with you. In some models of Star K certified Whirlpool built-in wall ovens. In other words, you bought the thing and it's built in. It's a built-in wall oven and it had a hashkocha on it. There may be a halachic problem with opening the oven door on Shabbos and Yom Tov, which could shut off a fan. When you're opening the door, you know, you might be actually turning off a fan, even though there's a hashkoch on it. To determine, and it's supposed to be Shabbos and Yom Tov mode, to determine if your oven is one of those with this problem, perform a test during the week by putting your oven in Sabbath mode, waiting for it to reach the desired temperature, and then open the oven door. Listen to hear if a fan is shut off immediately upon opening. If so, your oven cannot be used on Shabbos and Yom Tov. So you have to go to the Star K for details. If you want their number, I'll give it to you right now. It's 
484-4110. Again, 410-484-4110. Or they like you to go to their website, which is star-k.org. Star-k.org. And that's if you have these Whirlpool built-in wall ovens in your house. The uh, reason I'm interested in this especially is because people, when they buy these kinds of equipment, they have to realize that there are going to be announcements. And it's just like if you bought a car or even if you bought a, a, a car seat for a child. You've got to be aware if there are recalls. You have to be aware of it. You can't blame anybody else. It'd be nice if it never happened, and it'd be nice if they... Um, uh, if, 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 if they would be sure before they gave the Ashkacha, and it'd be nice if they called you up personally and spoke to you about it on the phone. But they're not going to do all that. And this is how the world is working. There are many of these announcements that come from the uh, Star K and from others about the certifications that they give. And it's your job to be on top of uh, looking on their website or contacting them and making sure that there are no changes in their hashkacha of the product. Agavurche, they had a uh, they had a uh, a phone which was well called the kosher phone. I in fact took an advertisement from them and they've now removed the hashkacha from that kosher phone. So I, I don't have it right here in front of me, but that's another issue that if you bought one of those phones you should know about that it's not really hundred percent kosher. You can get onto the internet. Okay. The um, Another thing that I think you'd, you'd like to know that was in our magazine, and it's very important, is this whole, whole topic of shrita that's going on in Europe. There's been a constant number of attacks on shrita in Europe. The latest is Denmark. Denmark joins a whole group of different, uh, different countries in, uh, unfortunately, uh, basically banning, banning shrita. Denmark officially is not banning shrita, but by saying that you must stun the animal before it's shechted, before you kill the animal, in a, in a sense, they have closed the door to shrita. And they, and, they won't be, and they won't even be able to apply for an exemption for pre-stunning. It's completely a closed deal, Although, I'm sure people are going to try to change the situation. However, you should know, and I think people in our country forget it, Denmark is not alone. Poland, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, and Switzerland have all banned Schrita. Uh, so that, again, Denmark, Poland, Iceland, Norway, Sweden, and Switzerland it's unfortunately an increasing number. And uh, you should know that even though the countries that don't have this problem, let's say Australia, Australia made adjustments. They do stunning after Shrita. Our abundance in this country won't allow it. We hold it's not acceptable, stunning even after Shrita. It affects the, um, the blood. It's the problem with, the, with taking the dam out. And uh, Australia did make that concession to the government and to the and to the producer, the meat producers. So they that that's that's they they consider it acceptable. I'm not saying it isn't. I mean that's a discussion in halacha. 
but uh, but the, uh, the pre-stunning, nobody's accepting. And, and this is already a growing number of countries. We've gone on the radio many times already and talked about my plan for Shrita USA, that we should have a program here to prevent these things from happening in the United States. So far, nobody's taken me up on it. And we hope someday a listener, a cautious agency, a meat company will take up my offer to help launch a program to protect and Shrita in the United States by having a place on the internet and physical person who can send material, communicate, talk, just as they're doing in Europe. In Europe, they have an organization, a very effective organization called Shrita UK, the United Kingdom, and they are defending Shrita all across Europe, and they're spending a lot of time, a lot of money on it, and they're trying their very best to prevent this happening in other countries and to help those countries where there are challenges to Shrita. As I said, we haven't had it here yet, but there's no, there's no question that we have the same issues. The growing number of vegetarians, the growing number of, of humane societies that are trying to protect the animals. We have the same exact thing. And we have people in this country who are talking against the way that we do shrit in America. Oh, yes, they are talking against it. They are writing against it. But so far, nobody has tried to stop us. But that is, I believe, going to come up even if we are successful in, in defeating them. I believe it's going to, the challenges are going to come in the United States as well. Everyone would have said a few years ago that the discussion about banning a Briss Miller in the United States was ridiculous. And Briss Miller, the basis of who a Jew is, how could there be a question? But in California, it was about a year and a half ago, they did challenge they did challenge the Bris in this country. Okay, we got through that one. But this is happening all over Europe, and it's, a, it's going to be reflected in the United States. And it's uh, something that we do have to keep in mind about our responsibility for the future generations to make sure that, the, that, that things like Shrita, Bris, Yarmulke, all these things that we consider we're used to already, we accept it, we have it, we can do it publicly, and we can, we have, no one is stopping us. But those freedoms are not, are not, uh, are not, per, are not guaranteed. I mean, my Kaddish Baruch yeah, but, but not, they're not guaranteed by the government. Even though they may say we have freedom of religion, <laughs> but uh, there are ways that they can pro- prohibit us from these things. In Canada, they're challenging wearing a yarmulke in a public setting. They, don't, they want people who work for the government not to be allowed, who in public places, not to be allowed to wear a yarmulke. They're forbidding it. This is going on. We have these challenges, and I think we have to get ready for it here in the United States as well. So that's one of the things I spent a lot of time on in the magazine, but not so much about that. We had a beautiful discussion of a debate that took place in, in England, in the House of Lords. It's a fantastic story. I loved it. I loved reading it. I loved working with it. It was just, it was just so much fun <clears throat> because here we had everybody from the chief rabbi to, uh, of England to, uh, and to uh, some of these professors and scientists and just good, solid people 
who are Jewish and who came to defend Shrita in the UK, a debate on Shrita in the UK, whether they should continue with Shrita the way we have it. <laughs> there was a debate, and, I, and, and that's my lead story. I have six pages on it. It's the words of the people themselves, and they resonate. They resonate in your mind. I, I could just see them, and I said, and I feel very strongly about it. I feel that they're speaking also for all those people in the other countries where they can't express themselves. So it's, it was a lot of very enjoyable working with, with, on that. There were a couple that I found extremely interesting, but I'm not going to go into uh, the details this week anyway. <clears throat> but some of these people, it's unbelievable the information that they put forth about the specialness of Shrita, about, uh, about how, uh, how, how we were actually, you know, they're treating us totally inappropriately the, the, in, in a country that they hunt the fox and they mistreat a lot of animals and, and they go fishing and everything else and they're, always, and they're attacking our shrita. That, is that really mean that they're being even-handed? So it's a very, very interesting article. I spent a lot of time and I had a lot of fun with it. I'm not going to spend all the time just talking about Kashus Magazine. I want to talk to you about your Kashus issues. And we're going to take your calls starting in just one minute. So please call us now, 718-683-5858. Whatever is interesting to you that ties into Kashus some way, call us at 718-683-5858. Five, eight, or if you'd like to text us, we have a few texts already. If you want to text us, it's 347-927-8398. Texting 347-927-8398. But before we take our first caller, because I know we're going to get busy with the calls, I just want to say a word about our sponsor, which is, as usual, the Glotmart, which is conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. Glotmart has been serving the Jewish community for 35 years, and they do a wonderful job. They're involved in, uh, with the people. They're involved uh, in, 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 in the concern. There's a, there's, a, there's a high level of concern and interest in, in that store. Let me just uh, share with you a few thoughts on how you can save money if you go shopping at Glotmart. Number one, have a, they have specials about 50 specials every single week. And they're on the website. Uh, you can get it at What's On Sale, W-A-T-S-O-N-S-A-L-E. You can see the uh, list of items. I don't have the new ones today. They're going to go into effect on Wednesday. But uh, you, should be, you can be sure that you can save money when you shop over there. And another thing you should know is that you can save a lot of time and make it very convenient for yourself. If you come in from the East 12th Street entrance, approach Glotmore from the East 12th Street entrance, and you can park your car at the valet parking service. They'll have your car ready when you come back and to load up with those wonderful items you purchased in the store. And at Glotmore, the quality of the meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and the Vatakashras of Flatbush, with Base Yosef Meats and with expert Nikor at Glotmart, 
you're getting quality kashras. Glockmart is at 1205 Avenue M. Meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glotmart, tell them you heard about Glotmart on Kashmir's on the Air over J Root Radio. And now I see the boards are lit up. If you want to call us, do that at 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858, or text to 347-927-8398. I see that uh, one of the people texted us is asking about the toiloyum in the pineapples. Yes, there are bugs in the pineapples. I mentioned it here, even the Star K has it has sent out an alert on it, and it definitely is an issue. And we have pictures in the magazine describing exactly what you have to do. And it is very simple. You basically just cut off the outside and the little brown spots that are still left over from the indentations that you will see that they'll see little brown spots, they should be removed. And that's the whole story. We also discussed the garlic and our pictures of that in the in the magazine. Okay, another question. Um, I was told by the Starcade the oven issue is only a problem when the Shabbos mode is not set properly. Well, that wasn't in the announcement that they sent out, but I'm sure that we'll be hearing about that in the future. Uh, Again, the announcement was that you have to go to their website or contact them at the number that I gave you. Okay, let's hear our first caller. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir's on the air. You're on the air. Yeah, you have to turn down your radio. Turn down your radio. Okay. Okay, bye. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Bodek, yeah. lettuce, and the other products from Bodek, okay? We don't make decisions like that for you on this radio show. I'm sorry. That's something you could call me if you want at, the, at, at our office, the 718-336-8544 number. But we don't answer those kind of questions on the radio. We don't make a decision for you of one hashgacha against another or one product against another. And anyway, that's something you can speak to your rabbi, your parents to be able to decide. Let me ask you this. How old are you? Twelve. And what 13. yeshiva are you in? What yeshiva are you in? Ateret. Ateret. So I'm sure in Ateret there are plenty of people to speak to over there. There's some wonderful rabbanim over there. And uh, I know many of them. And they could definitely speak to the Rosh Yeshiva's family. They are very, the the younger generation is very much on top of the kashras. Okay? Take good care. Thank you. Okay, you're on kashras on the air. Can I help you? Yes, I would like to ask if it's permissible to buy a coffee in Dunkin' Donuts. Well, again, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, if you're worried about, if you're doing Chalav Yisrael, I cannot guarantee that the milk is Chalav Yisrael, even if it says it on the container, because nobody is there in the store, and nobody comes in there except once every few weeks. Not every day or every week, once every few weeks. So there's no guarantee that the milk that they have there is really Chalav Yisrael. But as far as the as far as Dunkin' Donuts getting a coffee, I don't know why you should be interested in a coffee. You're too young, <laughs> in, my, in my humble estimation. But as far as a the coffee there, it shouldn't be a problem if it is under Hashkocha, because then at least we know that they're not taking any trife in there. And I have a second question about yeah, but I have a, Oreos. I, but I have another question. I have a question first. How old are you and what yeshiva are you in? Thirteen. And what yeshiva? The Cheder. The Cheder. Okay, very good. A lot of people call us from the Cheder. Go ahead. What's the second question? Are you allowed to eat Oreos after meat? Uh, I, I don't know if Oreos are dairy or just dairy uh, ingredients, uh, dairy um, equipment. I, I 
think they're probably really dairy, but this is something... No, ha- they say that they're dairy oh. equipment. So if it's dairy equipment, then the halach is that you could eat it after meat. But, again, a, there are different... In, even the word dairy equipment has two different definitions. One, sometimes it, the dairy equipment means that there's some actual residue, some leftover on the machinery. In that case, it may not be right to have it after meat. If it's dairy equipment means that it's something was hot on a dairy, uh, on the, they cooked on something hot and they cleaned it off, there's nothing there anymore, it's just inside the, inside the machinery, then yes, that would be permissible to have after, uh, to have after uh, meat, yes. So again, that, that's a question you're really best off calling the OU. I'm going to give you their number now. It's 212. Uh, <laughs> my goodness, right now I'm forgetting it. <laughs> uh, do I, I, right now I'm confusing them with other numbers, so I won't be able to give you the OU numbers. But if you call us at the office, we'll be able to find out for you. I'll do the, I'll do the research myself. 718-336-8544. You can call, they leave a message. Okay, thank you for calling. Another okay, call. Fine. Okay, we got a million calls. Go ahead. You're on the air. Go ahead. What do you like to ask? I'm about um, lip therapy. That one of the ingredients is flavor. Lip what? Lip therapy. What is lip therapy? Lipstick. You put it on your for chapped lips. Okay. Here. Well, I, I would not put it on right before I take a drink. But if you put it on an hour or so before you take a drink, you rub it on then I don't think you should worry about it at all. And even then, I don't know if you have to worry about it. So, uh, it doesn't I, have a hexer. I know. I don't, don't worry about it. You're not, you're not ingesting it. You're not playing to ingest it. Putting it on your face is nothing. And as far, if, it's, if, it, if you're not taking a hot drink or even a drink uh, right away afterwards, I wouldn't worry. It's just that I wouldn't do it right before a meal or right before I took a drink. Okay? Okay, thank you, Bob. Thank you. Well, one second. Don't go. You go out. No. Okay. How old are you and what yeshiva? 13 and stolen. Wow, stolen. Okay. Thank you very much for calling. Go ahead. You're on Cautious on the Air. Can I help you? Hello? Yes, you're on Cautious on the Air. Go ahead. Do the mic knacks that don't have a hashtag, can I rely the, that the other ones have a hashtag? No. No? No. Okay. no, no you, 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 uh, listen, sometimes uh, the... Um, Sometimes uh, you know they forgot to put the thing on the on the packaging, but that I can't tell. You have to call the OU. So it, uh, you, otherwise, it wouldn't, I have no idea if they if. But if it's not on the packaging, then you can't rely on that and it being anywhere else. Yes. Okay. Th- thank you for calling. Where do you? Which yeshiva you in? Oh, we lost them. Okay, go ahead. You're on cautious on the air. You're on cautious on the air. Can I help you? Uh, yeah. Hi. So my question is, um, um, you know the the Godiva liquor. So the Godiva liquor used to be just an OU, then it became OUD, but I found a bottle that has nothing. So what's the, the meaning of that? I bought it in the kosher store. Well, first of all, I'm going to answer you, I'm going to answer you but I, I'm, just, I, I'm just happy that somebody called who's past 13. I thought I was <laughs> only, uh, the 13 was the oldest person listening. Uh, Godiva liquor, I, can, I can't answer you what was uh, a number of years ago or what is today, but I want to explain to you a little bit about your question. Liquor stores 
have permission to sell a lot of things that you shouldn't buy. And they could be in the middle of Borough Park or Flatbush, and they could be selling things. I'm talking about from owners. They could be selling things that you would not be allowed to buy. And I'm going to tell you, there was one gentleman. He's, uh, he's in our business. He's in that business, and he's in this neighborhood. And uh, I'm not going to give you details. And he's, he, people argued, why did you take this in the store? And he said, Ramosha Feinstein Zatzal paskind that he could sell these things because non-Jewish people come into his store. This is the middle of Flatbush. He has a very nice little liquor store, and everybody knows him, and, and, and they're nice people, and they're from, and they hold that you're allowed to sell many things you're allowed to sell in, when you're in business, and they assume that a non-Jew will buy it. Now, you say, well, they didn't tell me that when I went in the store. They, see, they saw me and the from person behind the register. That doesn't prove anything either. So what you have to do is you have to call the OU, um, and, and they will tell you whether or not uh, the uh, product was always kosher, whether it's currently kosher, whether, whether they forgot to put a label on, whether it came from a different country and therefore it's a different, uh, a fa- the facts are different. There's so many f- uh, variables. The question can't be answered. It doesn't, doesn't have one answer for everyone who asks that kind of question. So mm-hmm. I would suggest you have to go to the OU and ask them. Even the problem is that it used to have a regular ASHA, used to have a regular OU ASHA, then it turned to OUD. So if, they would, if it would be an OU thing, it would be OUD, right? If it would be, again, again. If it would be under the struck of the OU, wouldn't uh, it be? Again, let me, let, let me explain to you. The reality of life is and that we have a section in the magazine. It's called Kosher Without Symbol. We list products that have no symbol on it, and the Hashkocha right. says it's under us. But they forgot to put it on, and they don't want the company to lose out. So they inform us, and we inform you, that this product is kosher, even though it doesn't have a symbol on it. But that's something that you know, has to be researched, because otherwise it can get out of the hand. You know, people are going to make mistakes. So you have to know whether the individual product is under Hashkocha or not. That story you're telling me, the product could be from, like, say, from, let's say, from another country where it wasn't produced kosher, correct? It could be that it was there before the OU took it over, or it could be that the OU has dropped Hashkocha now, or it could be that they, uh, you know, that, that uh, they forgot to put on a label. So there's like five different possibilities. How could I answer tonight without the information? You have to call them. I think the I think the number is two one two five six three four thousand. Leave that's the number of the OU two one two five six three four thousand. Thank you very much for calling. Oh, bye. Yes. You didn't yeah. ask me my age. But okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't uh, it's Kishorni. It's, it's a Kishorni uh, hours. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm really I okay. recognize your voice, uh, Rabbi. Okay, Bye-bye. thank you. Uh, I w- I want to tell you today we broadcast uh, from the Akel, yeah. Uh, the bro- all all these uh, lectures in the morning, and one of the lectures was uh, about gnev- uh, business and gnevadat and lotusim mechshol. Right. Is this is not issue of this gnevadat or lotusim mechshol? When you come to a store that you are basically see the from owner. We're supposed to be kosher product, and he see you that you have a yamaka that you have peot or what is. It is not a question of gnevadat or or, or lotusim yichshol. 
It may very well be, but the, well, we're talking about what really happens in the world. No, no, but uh, I'm saying what's happening in the world. It's about if this guy has Ersher on his store, they are cashroot uh, agency supposed to, to be more strict. And because it's, in my opinion, uh, uh, my, no my, there's no ice uh, liquor store. I, no think, I, think they, I think that they have some. Uh, I, I don't think, I think most of the stores don't have a no? hashgach on it. No, they, they figure everything has a hashgach on the bottle. But they, they're allowed to sell anything. This is the whole Because in, in a grocery, you have kind of hashgach that you're not allowed to sell. Some products. people have hashgach on groceries. Not too many groceries have hashgach. But liquor stores, I don't know any hashgach. But let me just like just tell you about this one thing there. That, you see, with with a with a, a liquor store, as with these, uh, even a regular grocery store, especially let's say out of town where you have a lot of non-Jewish people coming in, or even in Borough Park you can have a lot of non-Jewish people coming on Thirteenth Avenue, they are allowed to sell anything which is usher to eat midarabonin. They're not allowed to sell that which is usher menatayra. They can sell something that you can't eat. It's rabbinically usher, forbidden to eat. They can't sell something that is forbidden from the Torah. They can make, can't make business out of that. That's a halacha. However, when somebody comes in, they don't, they're never, not going to tell you. In the old days, I mean, I'm talking a lot of years ago, more 30 years ago, let's say, there were stores in Borough Park, and Flatbush for sure, but in Borough Park, and Flat, yeah, both Borough Park and Flatbush, where you could walk into a store that was from owners, uh, let's say a, a takeout. Uh, let's say a, um, a candy store, a uh, breakfast a place where they made breakfasts and they make eggs for you and everything. And they're all from people, and they would sell non-kosher gum and candies. It was right out there in front, and a lot of kids bought it. Now they were allowed to sell it because it's only the asadmidarabonin. They assumed that the parents, rebbies, were explaining to the kids. That you can't buy this thing in that store. It's not their their own duty, as according to the, the writer, their own duty to tell this kid this is not kosher. It's a, in my, in my right. uh, uh, you know, right. you I, are right. You are right. They are. There's two. There's two things. One is the res- the right to sell non kosher. We said if it's only me that are bought and they have a right to sell non kosher. They don't have. They don't have, they don't have a right to. Uh, let you go ahead with the sale if they know who you're from and that, that you did probably made an error. They really should straighten, they really should tell you that this is not for you. And a lot of times people did that. But there are a lot of workers in the store. And sometimes the worker's not even Jewish. Okay. And it's very easy for somebody to, be, to, to make a mistake. My story, the classic story for me, happened many years ago. I don't want to give my age away. <laughs> many years ago in Borough Park, and there was a, there was a store. And it's gentlemen purchasing a product, and I knew that product was not acceptable. It was produced on non-kosher equipment. So I told him, you can't buy that. It's not, it's not kosher. So he said to me, why do you say that? Uh, you know, he doesn't want to listen to me. I ran out to my car, and I had a flyer about Cautious Magazine, and we had there mentioned this particular product that's produced on non-kosher equipment that's trafe, and that he shouldn't be using it. I ran inside and I showed the man the uh, what, what what was written on the paper, and the man at the checkout counter, who was a worker in the store, a from man with a big beard, looked up and said, "He's right. 
It means he would have sold it to the fellow. And only because I stopped the sale did did he stop it. This, unfortunately, is reality. That's all I'm saying. It's right? No, it's not right. But it's reality. we got to take some of the callers. Go ahead. You're on Kashmir's on the air. Hello? Yes, go on. You're on, you're on the air. Go yes. ahead. Yes, question. What is the difference between OU and OU Parv? When do they put the Parv and what if it doesn't say Parv? Okay. Does that make it any... Me, uh... No, 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 no. There is no difference. The OU has only two symbols. Oh, actually, three. P. They have OU, which, is, which means Parv. And they have O-U-D, okay. which means dairy, and they have O-U-P D-E. for pay. There's no D-E in the O-U. They do not do it. They, they're, the, they're an exception to the rule. The other Hashgachas will, they won't do it. They just have O-U, uh, O-U-D, and O-U-P. P is for Pesach. That, Passover, yeah, no. That's all that they have. Now, this is interesting. I'm just telling you another side. This is another little thing we had in the magazine. It's very interesting. People are getting confused, and the D sometimes is so small, you can't even see it. So in some products, they started writing out dairy now. And they said, we're going to use dairy sometimes instead of the D, because we're afraid, uh-huh. we're afraid of people mixing up. So they're, they're, they are concerned about the mix-ups. And a lot of um, hashgachas can't control that the companies make those symbols so tiny, you have to get a loop uh, and, and to, to be able to, a jeweler's loop, to be able to see it. Especially oh, okay. the and I wanted to point out another thing about Snapple drinks. There's a big variety of Snapple, not only the grape, but from different, uh, like Punch and a lot of other ones that are not OU, they don't have extra Bichlau, and it's very, and you always see it in restaurants and pizza stores, and that, I want to point out to Mashgir from place, that, you know, it's not even, it doesn't have nothing on it. It says, well, it's the, it's the buyer's responsibility to check it if it's kosher or not. And the big variety of that, that are, that's in the store, in the refrigerators, that are not kosher at all, that has certain ingredients that it's not much, it's not much it's getting, uh, without uh, any hefsheh on it whatsoever. You're 100% and right. You're 100%... And, and, and people say, it's your responsibility. If I walk into a kosher pizza store or a kosher restaurant, I expect to find their only kosher food and drinks as well. But the owner says, listen... It's your responsibility, so the people should be aware of those things. Uh, well, you take whatever the Snapple bottle you take into your hands, make sure you see the texture okay. on that very one, one okay. label. Let me explain to you what the story is. You see, Snapple is what we call a good example, but it's a bad example. It's, it's really, uh, people love Snapple, so they buy it. But it really is something that would have been better if the stores didn't carry it. <clears throat> because Snapple... Every one of the, uh, it has to have a mashkiach there when they produce the kosher, because they do non-kosher and kosher in the same plant. They can't produce the kosher all the time. So they, uh, most of the products are either, uh, could, could be kosher or not kosher. And what happens is it's very hard with so much kosher and non-kosher in the same, in the same uh, plant, it's very hard to get the deliveries always to be kosher. So a lot of times, stuff is coming that's not kosher. So now you've got a busy store. It's not a store that, uh, you know, it's, uh, and it doesn't have a shkach on the store sometimes. It's, it's from owner, but it's not a shkach on the store. He's selling like a grocery, and the things are coming in constantly, and he can't check every single bottle. He could, he should, but you're right, 100%. Something like Snapple. Hand, takes a bottle into his hand, he should make sure that that, that bottle that he's holding in his hand is actually closer. Right, absolutely. Thank you for the call. All right, thank you so much. Go I'm ahead. Gonna... You're on You're on Kasha on, on the air. Can, you, can we help you? Uh, what about Listerine? Which one? Breast strips. 
Oh, the, the, the strips? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 if it doesn't have a hashgacha on it, I'm going to recommend that you don't use it. It's not the same as using Listerine uh, mouthwash. We suggest that those things are swallowed, I think. Isn't that correct? They, they disappear? I think so. Yeah, I, I, would, I would suggest that you get ones with hashgacha. There are some that have hashgacha. If you want, you can call the Cuff K at 201-837-0500, or you can call us at 718-336-8544, and I'll try to help you further, okay? Okay. Thank you much. How old are you in what school? 13. And from where? Oh, thank you for calling. Have a good evening. Go ahead. You're on Kashos on the air. Can I help you? And I want to know, um, and what do you do if a store outside, it says a, it says a, it says a hechsher, and, and, um, and you find inside the store, you find a product that's, that's, that doesn't have a hechsher. You can, it's, a, it's permitted to eat or not? Okay, these are good questions. It's very hard for me to answer you. I really would, I don't want to answer you. I want you to call me if you can, and then we'll talk about it further. But I'm going to tell you a little bit of the answer, and then I'll tell you why I want to speak to you. 718-336-8544. Call that number, 718-336. Okay, you write it down. Okay. 718. One second. 718-336. Seven one eight yes. three three six three three six eight five eight five four four four. Now okay. let me let me tell you why I'm I I'm saying it's so important to look into this further. First of all, sometimes the sign on the outside doesn't mean everything is kosher inside. Sometimes it's only the meat in the store or this and that. Like a, not in a restaurant. I'm talking about let's say a, a, a supermarket. In my supermarket, it just might say somebody's hashkoch on the outside, but it means the meats. The takeout, the, uh, the, 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 the repackaging is all his responsibility. But it doesn't mean everything in the store is his. So you have to read that sign carefully and see what he's taking responsibility for. That's the first thing. The second thing is that, yes, there are some things that don't need a hashgacha or certain things that uh, the hashgacha by mistake was left off, as I talked about earlier. And so it could be that it doesn't have hashgacha on the label and it really is kosher. And then, of course, the worst thing, which really, that's why I want to speak to you, is sometimes it's not kosher. And sometimes the rabbi doesn't know about it. And I had one of those very recently with somebody just like yourself walking into a store and saying, oh, these teas, now they are flavored teas from Europe, they have no ashkocha on them. And uh, I, I, there's no ashkocha on them. And I, and I contacted the cautious agencies, and they didn't know about it. And they had to take it out of the store. So, yes, that's why we want to speak to you, 718-336-8. How old are you and what yeshiva? I'm 11, and I go to Bells. Wow, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear you. I, I love the Hasidic calling. I love that. Thank you very much for calling. Okay, bye. Have a good evening. We love all of them, all of oh, you guys. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I think I, I think we're running a, a, a very a, it's a very young program tonight. Yes, uh, Unbelievable. Yes. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> uh, you know, but we have here some text that uh, the guy oh. said that uh, uh, I owe the Ben Torah or a child of Ben Torah should not go into a Dunkin' Donuts or 7-Eleven, regardless the Ashgacha. Zipas. That's one of the texts over here. Very nice. So, okay. Very nice. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll second that. I'll <laughs> second that. But, uh, but uh, my Rebbe was a big Eurasia Mayim. And he said, when something is kosher, you have to say it's kosher. No, definitely. Okay. 
No question. So we, we, we have uh, basically 30 seconds, so just uh, if we can wrap it. I'm just going okay. to remind the people, if we have such a little bit of time, that if you'd like to get a subscription to Kashmir's Magazine, uh, just call us at 718-336-8544, and we can arrange for you to get the magazine coming regularly, and you'll get it at a special rate, $15 for the year. Regularly, it's 25 For uh, JWU listeners right now, $15. And if you want two subscriptions you and, for you and somebody else, at $25 for the year. That's two for 25 12 and a half each. So if you're interested in our special offer and you'll get the new magazine that's coming out in a few days now, at, you call us at 718-336-8544. And thank you very much for listening to us at Kasha's on the Air. Hope to be, hear, you, hear from you next week.